Hey, welcome back. Another episode of the number one podcast in motocross. Obviously, it is. Allie was actually the one who first told us that. So thank you, Allie. We're back with uh, everybody's favorite guests for some reason. Allie Cat. And <laughs> we had a baby. Yeah. When was the last time? Great job, team. Nice. When Good was work. the last time we podcasted? Beginning of October. It was? Yeah, it was right before the, it was the day before the baby shower. So we're going to answer questions today. We didn't, this was sort of impromptu. Although, yes, we've been planning it for a while to do another one of these. It's always hard, especially now, to be able to figure out when exactly. So we have podcast questions. So for those of you that have asked questions, we're actually going to answer, I think, like 12 of them. These aren't specific to us. Although they may be relevant. Not sure. Actually, a good portion of these I recorded and answered on the podcast with Dave Drakes and Rob. Mm. That audio is going to be released. But we won't release the video because the the my angle of the video file got corrupt. So we'll have just audio. So some of these questions are actually maybe a good portion of these questions. We answered on those podcast that podcast, but I'm going to answer them again anyway. Because I forgot what I said, and uh, maybe I'll say something different. Gosh darn it, Dave Drakes. Yeah, Dave was in charge of press and play on that camera, so I'm going to, Dave, if you're listening, obviously it's your fault. Um, <laughs> apology not accepted. Let's see, is that Millie's bottle left the freaking water stain on the table? Unreal. No, I don't think so. Unreal. Oh yeah, definitely did. Okay, sorry. Allie, I don't know if I've told you this yet. Oh, Holy gosh. Moly. The most dramatic sneezer on the planet, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Every time. Uh, episode one and two of the Alley Cat and AJ podcast. The rankings are through the roof. Actually, are they really? Actually, they oh, are. I thought you were going to say Yeah, they, they do well inside of the app. They get a lot of views inside of the app, but they also, the downloads on Spotify and Apple Music, they're the most downloaded episodes. Thanks. Not sure why. <laughs> so that's a good sign. I think that... We have a couple ideas. Allie and I have been really meaning to do a YouTube channel forever. We have one, by the way. It's called, what and is I, it? Allie and AJ channel, isn't it? Allie and AJ Cat. AJ Cat. Something a, like that. AJ. You can link it below, right? We'll link it. We have like two or three videos and one of them did really well, like over 100,000 views, right? Yeah. And then we just, we gave up. Well, we never really got started. We didn't give up. We just, I did, never intended on... It's, we're not gonna. I'm like the queen of picking things up and putting them back down too. Yeah, you are. Well, you used to be. Uh, Oh, compliment. No, you still are, but I don't want you to use that. I thought I was getting a backhand I don't want you to use that term current tense. Use it past tense. Uh, Thanks for being specific. What the heck was I talking about? We have a YouTube channel. So the plan is we're going to put these episodes in their entirety on YouTube too. Like in addition to everywhere else that they go? Yeah. Okay. Because I think that the at the very least, we should be putting the stuff with you and I out on that channel that already has a few thousand subscribers. So there's a there's a an audience thousand? there. Wow. Yeah. It's monetized mm. and everything. It is? Yeah. I never looked at it. But I know. Which is crazy. Sweet. Some people never get to 3,000 subscribers and we didn't even realize it's there. Nice. So we should be releasing this. Um I ha- it's really hot in here. I don't know if it's just my postpartum hormones or what, but holy no, heckin' balls. Uh, so 
the head the the unit in this van in the podcast studio only does air which i didn't know so now to get it warm in here i just have to start the van and then run the heat Ooh, it's like a sauna hey at least the heat works how are you in a coat uh we had a baby we had a baby and it's the best thing in the world what do you rate it equal to doug being doug's mom but it's a strong 12 out of 10. a 12 out of 10. yeah even though i'm very tired can you see her in the shot even? I don't, the mic might be in the way. Um, oh my gosh, she's an angel. She's an angel. So Millie was born on 11-11. I knew she would be, called it. Yeah, so the weirdest thing. So like a week or two weeks leading up to having her, every time I would look at my phone, it would either be 11-11 or 1-11. And we were at the beach in Connecticut, cold plunging actually, a week before she was born. And I was talking to AJ and his mom, and I'm like, man, this is so weird. Every time I look down at my phone, it's 11-11 or 1-11. And AJ, in that moment, he was like, she's going to be born on 11-11. I was like, okay, cool. Wait, is that what that guy guessed, that random guy in Whole Foods? No, everybody was, everybody else was guessing the 10th. The 10th, that's what it was. There was like, there was a guy that came up to us in the grocery store pretty creepily (laughs) and said, uh... She's coming on the 10th. He like looked at his watch and then looked back. I mean, she's coming on the 10th. Well, he said any day now, huh? She's got a lot of energy, meaning me. And AJ was like, yeah, any day now. And he goes, she's coming on the 10th. And then we had like four other people Within tell us the, the, 10th. the next day or two after that, random people in random situations, like guess the day. I don't know if that's a normal thing. We were at a cooking class date. and a woman's like, oh, my birthday's Friday the 10th. She's coming on the 10th. And I was like, why do people keep saying this? But sure enough, I wanted to labor on the 10th. Yeah, so that as soon as they started saying the tenth, I'm like, eleven eleven makes sense, because eleven eleven is like, uh, that the number signifies it signifies angel, and she baby. is an angel. Uh, but also it's a like a universal um, symbol for luck, synchronicities. Oh, I thought that was isn't luck. Cool, that's like an awesome word, um, and it that synchronicity has a lot to do with like what I study. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, 11, 11. Good, so good what do you birthday. rate being a parent? Being a dad? 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It, what am I doing here? Like you spend however many months planning and thinking about what it's going to be like or what they're going to look like or what your life will and your daily routines yeah, will be like. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I tried to get him to, but he really didn't. And... um Gosh, when we met her, it was just like the craziest thing. I went into, should I tell like the like a brief story about sure. having her? Okay. So it was Friday, November 10th, and I started getting contractions at like 1.30 in the morning. AJ slept through all of them. I was in pain. Yes. He was mad that I didn't have the contraction timer out because he thought I was being irresponsible. So I quickly downloaded it, and they were like anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes apart. And then they died down kind of when we got up and we started the day. Matt Flood had just finished the garage project with you. Shout out, Matt Flood, because the garage looks so sweet now. Um, he ended up leaving and I we were like, okay, I got to get out of the house because this was tiring. I didn't sleep last night. Went for a hike, went shopping. Like we did a bunch of random things to just try and keep my mind off of it. AJ leaves to go to the gym, of course. Perfect timing. And his mom comes over around like five o'clock and she was going to cook us dinner. And they picked right up. They were like four or five minutes apart. And I was kind of in denial. And she was like, you need to call your doctor. You guys need to go to the hospital. 
went upstairs to just try and sit in a bath to just compose myself, called my doctor and she was like, yeah, you need to come in. Like we would not send you home at this point. So started crying. I had a meltdown about Doug and our lives changing. Mm -hmm. Wow. No one tells you about the hormone shift when you're about to go into labor or about to give birth. And um, we popped in the car. Doug hopped in the car with his G-Ma because he was spending the weekend with her. And we headed to the hospital and I ended up having her at 345 Saturday morning, 11-11. That's what time it was? 3.45 a.m. And I would just like to point out that AJ was <laughs> the least like resilient I've ever seen be. I was in so much pain. I hadn't slept in 24 hours. And you were angry that the monitors kept going off and beeping. Oh, well, yeah, the monitors were just unnecessary. You were stressing me out. <laughs> Oh, because I said one thing? It wasn't one thing. Every time they'd go off, which was actually pretty annoying and frequent, you were like, oh my gosh, like they need to stop. Yeah, the, they didn't angry. know. They, they, they weren't setting the monitor correctly for the... For me. It was just, That was the monitor for the IV bag. So annoying. It had nothing to do with your epidural or anything else. It was just your yeah. IV and the it was just they weren't resetting it correctly. So it would just keep going off. And I'm like, geez, Louise. Yeah. When we get any amount of sleep. Here? We showed up to the hospital and I was five centimeters dilated, which is like pretty good because most people, I think when they show up to the hospital, they're like a centimeter. So high pain tolerance and tried to like wait it out a little bit. Got in the tub that they had there to try and ease the pain. And I ended up succumbing to the epidural. Only worked on my left side up until right before I had her. So I was feeling like intense, intense contractions on my right side. And uh, AJ got to watch the whole thing, cut the cord. I remember she came out and I was looking up at him and he just had the most blank stare. Like you were like this. <laughs> no smile, no crying, nothing. Just like, what were you thinking? I already know this, but. Uh, I was just in awe. Pretty wild, right? Well, because the. You know what it was kind of similar to? Why are you smiling? What do you got to say? <laughs> uh, parasailing. So you work this experience up to be something in your head. And then... <laughs> you hate parasailing no, so much. No, no, no. Parasailing, I, it's because I thought it was going to be this crazy extreme yeah, thing. it's boring. And then you get up there and it was just the most calm, yeah. serene, like nothing going on. Mm -hmm. That was the birth. Well, I also I thought it was going to be screaming and like doctors yelling and I was like creepily calm. It was the most calm, quiet, regular, okay, so not regular, not regular at all, but it was just calm and quiet. It was calm, really So calm. explain it from your perspective. Uh Not that men necessarily care to hear the, this. Well, but. the one thing I they said just push as hard as you can and I looked at the doctor I go are you sure like as hard as she can because I just knew if Allie heard push as hard it would become like a competition like oh I could push <laughs> harder than anybody else and I was like but can she push too hard and the doctor said no I'm like, oh, which okay. I feel like is weird that they would say that because there's if you push when you're not supposed to it can lead to like yeah injury. but you were good about pushing exactly when she said yeah. too so i guess as long as her instructions were literal i was just making yeah. sure because i'm like are you sure like or you mean push as hard as you can and then four pushes 15 minutes yeah so pretty much immediately <laughs> like i was sleeping and all of a sudden the doctor walks in which the the, the nurse would walk in every two seconds is what it felt like mm -hmm. but the doctor walks in and i wake up to just like oh Yep, uh, this is happening right now. And so I just like 
pop up out of my uncomfortable little chair bed. Oh, poor you. And she's like putting her gloves on and she calls in backup. Cause they like need, frantically, they right? They need three people, not frantically, but definitely urgently. It they felt called frantic. in a third person, which I guess is just normal, have three. And uh, yeah, it went from me sleeping to just like, nope, yep, okay, here we go. And then as soon as it started, it was a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, happened. apparently they were having like a bunch of people having babies that night, which is like not typical for them. So we didn't really see the doctor much at all. And I kept telling the nurse like, okay, I'm feeling pressure. Like, I feel like I have to push. I just, I feel it. And she was like, okay, okay, well, last time we checked you, you know, you were a little bit slowing down, so we'll have her come and check you in a minute. Sure enough, I was 10 centimeters dilated and, like, ready to go. And I think that's what made it go so quick because I'd been holding off pushing for so long. I have no idea. But anyways, just yep, it was 15 uh, minutes. It's just crazy, but also scary because when the baby comes out, it doesn't, the baby doesn't breathe instantly. And... It just looks lifeless for like the first few seconds and then it takes a, a breath. And starts crying. So yeah, just to follow up cry? on. Yeah. Oh. Just to follow up on the last podcast we had. Did she poop immediately? Do you even remember? Um, kind of. Yeah. Within yeah. the first hour. Yeah. Kind of. And the poops also <laughs> were not what I expected. Oh my gosh. They were. The poops were. Wild. Like tar. I felt bad. They were like little tar, they little tar stick. poopies. Yeah, you have to like peel them off like wax. And it was like that for the first little tar poopies. Few days. <laughs> oh with the gosh, tar poopies. we're official parents now. We talk about poopies, um, milkies. <laughs> yeah, I got pooped on for my first time yesterday, the day before. Allie got pooped on for her first time. Wow, the day before Thanksgiving that. on your aunt's couch. I got projectile pooped on. Same. And peed. I think at the same time. Which I didn't know could happen, but at the same time. Good yeah. for you. But it's yeah. not gross yet. No. At least, I don't know if it gets gross. It's not gross yet. Definitely because gets it gross. doesn't, I still don't smell anything. I do. Yeah, but you also have the like sensitive and all yeah. over the place senses. Uh, Good point. So far. Well, we. So far, not pretty easy experience overall. Yeah, I, I feel so. like we haven't necessarily gotten to like the most challenging parts when she can walk and do all those things. I will sure. say the but first people also scare you of every part. Yeah. So it's like, well, which part's the hard part, or is none of it hard? It's yeah. just your perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's that's been the most interesting thing, I think, because this is a baby is the one thing that like there is no qualification process for having a baby. So like, which there should be. We were talking about that. People, the the people that have children. It's all varying levels of type of individuals that have children. So it's just interesting, I think, to hear common um, practices. Hey, no, just common warnings or. Oh, like the just waits, you mean? The just waits. Oh, the, I put up a story about this the other day on Instagram because. Yeah, I would say that's the, that was the most common thing, probably collectively from from everybody. I will give credit where credit is due. There was a lot of people, especially I'd say all the people inside of the app, right? That were the opposite of that. Yeah. Wait for it. Like it, you'll never, I can't even explain to you how amazing yeah. it is until you have them. Like, I'm so happy for you. You're going to love it. Have fun. Uh, it's going to be the most fun thing ever. That was all of the app. But it's interesting when you hear, there's a lot of people that aren't 
Well, and you wonder what causes that in a person, like the amount of oh, things I, that people were telling me, even on like Instagram, that was not even asked for. I would eat something and post it when we were in Denmark and I would get like a bunch of shameful comments when I was pregnant or people saying, oh, just wait. Once she's here, you're never going to sleep or just wait. You won't have any time for yourself or they were just all negative. And I was like, what yeah. on earth? I think the little tips here and there could be helpful because. No. Uh, no, you just have to wait and experience it yourself, because I was saying to someone the other day, I posted the comment about don't listen to anybody with just waits because no matter how negative a situation could be perceived, it is so worth it when you actually have your baby. Like the first night we came home, she slept really well in the hospital, which I guess is normal. We didn't know any better. So we came home Sunday night thinking she was going to sleep great. I had problems with like milk supply and stuff. So she wasn't getting on. She cried every 20 minutes. Probably we were, we probably slept 30 minutes that whole night. And even how with how awful that night was i was so excited to get up every time and like hold her and kiss her i, I just think like those comments are so useless yeah well that's if just they're obviously, asked for that's just my people's... child's having a hard time sleeping what what could you what advice could you give me then it's solicited right but it's like keep your negative yeah, comments also a yourself. lot of the advice that we got was um everybody's experience is different so this is hard to say but our experience specifically the two to three pieces of advice that I wish we had received, uh, we never really got from anybody. Yeah. And they were the like the top three, the biggest ones. And what uh, were your they? dad, I think, finally was got us like two out of those three. Oh yeah. Um that was nice. Pumping into a bottle. So if you're going to breastfeed, especially for like day one, the baby doesn't hasn't quite figured out how to latch yet. Uh the one piece of advice that we didn't get with that from her lactation people, multiple, were it was that the baby's mouth can be too small to where they can't get a good latch. That the she was first a week early, bit. yeah. So she was a, born a week early. Her she's tiny. She's six pounds two ounces. She her mouth was just simply too tiny. So nobody even mentioned that. <laughs> it's like, well, that was kind of an important piece of information. Uh, but being able for Allie to pump into a bottle, so then the first day or two, you have peace of mind of knowing how much the baby is getting. Mm -hmm. That was what was keeping us up at night was like, Allie's trying to breastfeed, can't tell if she's getting one cc or 20 cc. Just crying and pain and she's crying and hungry. It Just was... no idea. Where if that had been in a bottle, she would have been able to latch to it. One, two, you can see exactly how many cc's she's having. And there's downsides to doing it. And some babies latch the first time, no problem. But I just wish that they kept telling me it shouldn't be painful and she'll get what she needs. And it's like, that wasn't our experience at all. So it's just yeah, funny shouldn't that the be painful advice. I think is bad advice as well. I think that they should say, "Hey, it's going to be uncomfortable until you guys both figure, figure it, it out. out." They just straight up said, "No, it shouldn't be painful." Yeah. which that was an incorrect way to answer that question because um, it just sets the wrong expectation. Then when it's the slightest bit uncomfortable or painful, you're like, "Oh, what's wrong with me?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, what this whole thing has done, I don't want to talk too much on this yeah. stuff necessarily, but. The what it made me definitely realize, and we knew this both before. The there's a lot of really good people I know, and I'm sure that are in medicine and healthcare. nurses and doctors, healthcare. But the system itself, it, it's way too hard as a person that doesn't know where to bring my child, our child. It's too. It's hard to find the good people. Uh, 
Yeah. They just, they, they know a lot about vaccines. They know a lot about medication. The stuff that makes them the money. And they don't really give too many useful, too much useful information on anything holistic, which is, let's face it, the only thing we want to be doing. We don't want to be giving our kid shots that they don't probably necessarily not that there's anything wrong with people that choose to do that but we prefer not to i've I've had reactions that caused all sorts of problems for me in my adult life from vaccines that i took as a kid and and i'm sure baseline sorry our preference oh you caught yourself that time Mm -hmm. our preference is just to research it to make sure we're comfortable with it and a lot of the ones that we've researched we found that the odds of her getting sick one or two dying from some of these vaccines versus the what what's what I'm looking for versus the like bad um oh gosh I can't In, think of not that. interactions um but come on man step there get there oh shoot uh reactions the bad reactions that Yes, but that's not the word you're looking for. Yeah, but okay, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like, if you actually take the time to read through the statistics on all that stuff, um, it's very slim. So you're taking a huge risk on a reaction that she could have to a vaccine. I wouldn't say you're taking a huge risk. You're taking a small risk for a small improvement. And it just seems like a... Oh, I wouldn't even say a small improvement. You're taking a a small to medium level risk. For uh, something that is probably never going to happen, never probably would have never happened to you in the yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So that's at least my thought on it. I think having a blank slate to be able to develop her mind and body nat- naturally is the is the got to be the best bet. And we'll see. I mean, people can judge that, I guess, all they want. But my yeah, everyone's different. Intuition is that in eight, ten, twelve, fifteen years, it's gonna be pretty clear that like what we're gonna do is gonna work. So, uh, but it's it's, difficult. It's scary, especially in the state of Connecticut. Like, so in a lot of states, you can say that, you know, you ask for a religious exemption. So that way your child can still go to school without having to have every single vaccine. In the state of Connecticut, of course, just due to the politics, you can't, there's no exceptions. Yeah, no exceptions. No exceptions. So a lot of the pediatricians here, of course, because they make the most money off of vaccines, they are full schedule, no ifs, ands, or buts. So we found a pediatrician. We had to bring her in um, the day after we left because we left the hospital early because I didn't have any injuries or things that they needed to watch out for. So we had to bring her to the pediatrician the next day just to weigh in and see where where she was in relativity to her birth weight. And... um, I she was like asking about the things that we did or didn't do in the hospital as it related to like eye drops, vaccines, things like that. And I could immediately tell when we told her we didn't do some of them that she was judging me. And then this what was the only thing she asked about. I remember I specifically asked a couple of like questions we needed answers on and she never even answered them. She just brushed past them so she could straight get, to the vaccine. get right back to medications or vaccines. And yeah, just it just like, made well, me feel judged. And I was like, okay, this isn't definitely not the right pediatrician, but also... The judgment alone, it just wasn't helpful. Yeah. It wasn't helpful. And it then wasn't... I asked her, her strike two was, so a lot of doctors recommend if you have a baby in the winter that you give them vitamin D drops if you're breastfeeding. Um, and I asked her, okay, do you have a brand that you recommend? She goes, not any brand will be fine. And I know from just like my own journey that like brand of supplements is very important. Yeah, that when she said that, that got, we looked at each other. We were like, that got my attention too, because I was like, huh? Yeah, 
You mean very clearly she doesn't give a crap what's going inside that kid. Right. Uh, it's just wild. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably myself included that ended up just fine. Yeah, me too. Pricked and prodded away with whatever. You were fed formula. I was. But I think there's it's... levels. I, f I really believe that there's levels to it. And I think that uh, for Millie to have the best shot of like not having to dig herself out of any physical or psychological hole that the best blank slate is to to be all natural or as close yeah. to it as possible. Or to just have the choice to pick and choose as we go. Yeah, well, it's amazing that that's, it, depending on what state you live in, you don't have that if choice. If you didn't have the flexibility that we have to have the funds to put her in private school when that time comes. But private school is even can't even usually, do that. Mm -mm. Uh, moves, it's like homeschool or go to a different state. Move, move states if yeah. we need to. Create our own school, which will happen down the road. Cough, cough. Uh, yeah, this makes me actually realize that the, it is necessary. That's why I like Jordan Peterson and his daughter. I don't know. Who started that is. Uh, or are starting a university online, extremely affordable. High-level, high-level um, professors inside of their app or on their thing. It's a cool concept, but I think the in, cool. I think the in-person community is very important, obviously for a kid. Yeah, and I mean, but she would never be. Um, she'll never be in situations where she's reprived from social social stimulation. And if anything, she'll yeah. be in social situations all the time. It's just a matter of getting her in social situations with people that are close to her age. Yeah, and it's it's funny when you obviously are raised by a certain type of parent and then you become a parent yourself and you start thinking of like all the things that you wish that you that your parents did differently or that you're going to implement with your child. Like, what were we talking about the other day? Oh, drinking and driving. Um, AJ was talking about how he never put himself in situations where even if he was going to a party in high school or something where he wasn't the driver because he always knew that he would never one drink or, and drive or two be in a situation where he was uncomfortable in a car with somebody who was doing that. And you said, what, what taught you that as a kid? Well, I think that came from just exposure to dirt bikes and knowing consequence and understanding like you can get yourself hurt. And like you can mess up pretty easily and also recognizing from a young age that I was way better at, at being able to control, yeah. react to keep everyone safe in a moving vehicle than anybody else around me. Yeah. Like if I had to avoid a crash, if I, there were an animal ran across the street, if an accident was happening and I had to make a quick decision, who are you going to choose? The person that's been riding dirt bikes since they were two years old or the person that just learned how to drive a, a, a moving vehicle? Uh, three months ago yeah. when they got their permit. So I was never, ever, ever, ever passenger. I was always driving. Did you just soil yourself, Millie? <laughs> she did. Wow. Great. Excellent job. Nice. Great job. Hopefully the mic picked that up. <laughs> uh, but what, that's kind of off topic. No, it's not. We're just talking about raising a child and their education and how, like, so in that That would come with, though... That's a very logical thought to have, for me to have had. had. Right. No but, child. And, I mean, no. even a high schooler, even a college kid is most of them aren't thinking 
that logic though like that. comes with real life experience. Experience. Yeah. It doesn't. You come had lots with, of friends and and people that you knew that died on dirt bikes or in car accidents. Yeah. So I just had was thrown to experiences yeah. traveling the world and country from a really 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 young age. Um, going fast on something that was really heavy and could get you hurt. So that whole conversation stemmed from we were driving by a a mom at night that was putting an angel outside of like a a burial where her son or somebody in her life had passed. And I said to AJ, like, okay, now we have a daughter. I just like asking him and getting his perspective on random things. Like, okay, what would you do in the situation? We have a daughter. How do you make sure that she doesn't get in the car with somebody that does that? And that's kind of what he an example that he gave and and said that that's what he did when he was younger, which is just interesting. Um, If anybody here has babies or is about to have a baby, quick recommendation for you. I have ordered, I think we have just about mm, every book from this person. I think 10 now. Kobe Yamada, I think is their name. It's an author, a children's author that writes books that are super high level along the lines of the stuff that I, an adult could read them. And but made for kids, really cool il- illustrations, um, cool, easy to understand storytelling for honestly, I I would say wide age ranges, like from a newborn, if you're trying to program subconsciously to a 12 or 13 year old, there's no reason you couldn't read that. I mean, honestly, I was like, I'm going to give my mom these books, but we came up with a strategy for my mom. She's probably going to listen, so don't say well, it out loud. So, Mom, you're going to read to <laughs> Millie those books. that, And that's what like, we'll ask of you if you could read those books to Millie. Because I think it... We'll it, program that, them both at once. Yeah, we get a yeah. twofer. Yeah. A twofer on the programming. Yeah, Kobe yeah. Yamada, uh, What to Do with an Idea. Freaking amazing. What what to do with a problem. How to be grateful. Uh, how to be grateful. Noticing is one of them, which is great. It's about just being present. Uh, There was a couple more, maybe. That one I ordered, but it hasn't come yet. Maybe that's what's over there. Uh, I mean, five books. Really, really good books. Really good books. So I've been reading to Millie a bunch. The poor girl's been getting your boring adult books. A bunch. She read Napoleon Hill. um, She's going to know how to run a business by the time she's two. Day one, she read... Napoleon Hill. Yesterday, we finished up Visionary Business by Mark Allen. Oh. Uh, Power of Subconscious Mind by, don't know who that one's by. That was a gift from Jay Cav. Been reading that to her. Uh, what am I reading now? Ten Times by Cardone, Grant Cardone. Um, we've been ripping through the books. Yeah, you have. Ripping through the books. So she's getting adult books and she's getting kid books all at the same time. I've been doing that a lot. Night one, also, she went to sleep listening to classical, uh, like Beethoven era music. Yeah. Which she hasn't been falling asleep to music lately, and I think that that's not good. She should be. To music? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think put so. on a, I think I put I want, on a low sound of the sound machine, but that's for me, not for her. I think uh, musicians helpful. or like musical artists that do vocals and our musicians. Um, was your mom playing music? That's for one Mikey? of the highest forms of creativity, and oh. like the mo- one of the most raw forms of creativity. I hope she plays the piano. So therefore, she should be listening. Yeah. As much as possible. Maybe. No, not maybe. Definitely. Well, she has to give her okay first. Okay. What do you uh, say? Now? What else we got going on? Headed to Florida soon. 
Yeah, we still uh, we're flying by the seat of our pants. We're supposed to go to Florida. We don't know the timeline yet. I think by the time this post, we'll be in Florida. Don't know where in Florida. Uh, there's a few major things that we're kind of waiting on. Yeah. Um, it's interesting timing, although I think it's going to end up working out really well. It's kind of frustrating to just be in limbo when in regard to like racing and, and all that stuff, kind of figuring out what the next six months is going to look like. Yeah, very likely at this point in time, at least, that I will either not race until the end of the season or take the whole season off, which I, let me be clear, I want to race more now than I've ever wanted to race, actually. Yeah, I can tell for once. Uh, but I'm also confident enough that I can be good, really good, and only get better for long enough that there's no rush if it doesn't make sense this year i am not afraid that i am gonna lose relevancy or the business is going to bless you good and tight bless, bless you. you dramatic just like your dad or if the business is going to crumble because i'm not racing i don't think that it really has any too much weight at all i don't either at this point i really don't uh it's awesome it's fun it yeah. makes a great storyline. I think it will make an even better storyline if I took the year off. Well, I think that's the biggest thing, too, which I don't think you just touched on, is that you don't want to go. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, you don't want to go. to What's the first East Coast round? But isn't that interesting that I I can see it? I Literally, I can see the five, the, now the six-year plan of year off followed by five years of racing, what that looks like, what the storyline is, and when I come back how everybody else would have probably written me off at that point and like either thought that I was too old or if you're going to take a year off, especially when you just had a kid, like you're never going to go back to racing because you wouldn't want to. Um, I see all of that. But it's funny when I mention that as an op as an idea to people, very, very few think that's a good idea. I think when you actually explain... Little Timmy thought it was a good idea. He did. Yeah, that's right. I was surprised by that. And I appreciated that. I feel like there's two pieces to that, though, is one, obviously, you did just have a child and we're trying to, like, get our new life together with her and figure out a routine. So you'll be around in months when she's going to be changing a lot, which is kind of cool. And two, you don't want to show up to the first East Coast race and be equal to or worse than you were last year because you didn't have time to prepare. And honestly, I... I don't I was stressed for a little bit I have to be honest because I was like there's a lot going on right now you did the best you have in a while last year and I wanted you to keep that momentum but then when you explained to me why I was like okay this makes sense you shouldn't have to rush or do anything to put the pieces together for something if it's meant to be I believe that it'll happen so if we end up figuring out the training situation and all that and you end up racing I think it's great and I think you'll do well and if it doesn't, then I think you'll do well next year. And that means you can get extra seat time this year in preparation for next year. So that's the nice thing about being in a position where I'm it's hot. <laughs> completely. Can we crack a window? Sure. And confident. Uh, no, it's it's perfect temperature in here. You need to hold her then. Sure. OK. Hold, please. Grant, could you put on some waiting music? <laughs> oh, some elevator music. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's like a little heating pad. Uh, come here, Nug Daddy. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Wow, you're putting off some serious heat from your undercarriage. Woo. Uh, 
so that is what's nice though about having just being where i'm at i don't know what the best adjective is like i'm certainly really high level still in that i have the vision of what the business and what our lives is going to look like in the next five years ten years and it's not a rush anymore it's not a sprint anymore at all i don't think uh, there's, I don't think it really ever was. But. Uh, no, it wasn't. But perceptually from what we... Th- it was. Really? There, yeah. At the beginning, we... Sort of. I mean, financially, there, at five years ago, seven years ago, we had zero money. We had negative amounts of money. Oh, my gosh. I and remember that. trying I had, like, to make moves jobs. and progress when you have zero amounts and you haven't started yet is... It's, it's difficult. It's possible for anyone. It's just... It was also just you, though. So it's not like you had all the employees and subscriptions and bills that you have now, like where you had high overhead. No, and that's the it's difference. It's like the I did couldn't see it from a different perception that really there was less risk back then. There was no risk. But it felt like there was all the risk because we were just in a different spot in our life. Now mm-hmm. we both have... Uh, we have the understanding that there there isn't risk. There is, if you There's want to look now. at it that way. <laughs> yeah. There is, if you want to look at it that way, but there isn't because uh, there just isn't. Fun fact. I don't know if anybody knew that. Oh, how long ago were we living in Georgia, Savannah? 2016, 15. You moved out there because someone was opening a facility and wanted you to be a trainer there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. And then uh, keep Georgia out of our future. <laughs> we're never moving there. Then, yeah. Then Moto Academy, there. Georgia, and that whole situation. Yeah. Uh, it's not meant to be in Georgia. I'm 0 for 2. Yep. Which is funny because I forgot about the first one. Yeah. Remember last week, the week before, I was like, wait, wasn't that other place that we moved to? But what's that nice had nothing is to do with you, back but... then I was in a totally different mind state as well. Um, yeah, you were. Now it's like I am so confident and comfortable with where we're at. And it's so clear to me that. It, it, the short term becomes a lot less um, scary, hectic, and you can, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So what it does is in moments of unknown, which is often, but especially right now, like there's a lot of unknown. It's okay. It'll, we'll figure it out or we won't even yeah, figure I never it out. Understood it'll, kind of just, that. it'll make sense and it'll come together and all of a sudden it'll be incredibly obvious out of nowhere it's how it always is yeah i never understood that until recently you have no because you want to know you want to know the uh specifics Hmm. that's your subconscious mind at work so consciously you can make the decision and create your vision uh subconsciously your subconscious mind does all the work in the background so if, and that is the key to allowing things to happen is let's say you want to um, own a jet one day. If you want to own a home in Europe, uh, in France one day, if you want to have your company make X amount of dollars, what most people do is they say that thing, um, create that goal kind of in their mind. Then the very next thing they do is stress about the steps that they have to do to get there. So much so that they don't do them. Yeah, you just don't do them because it's yeah. obviously if you're trying to worry about all of the steps and trying to put all the puzzle pieces together all at once consciously, uh, 
it is actually impossible to do that. Mm -hmm. So if you can just have the vision and then just start going at it one step at a time as they come. Oh, you're leaking? We got some leakage? Grant, can you cut that out? <laughs> is this obvious? <laughs> no. Uh, then that's the key. And that's what we're doing right now is I, at least me, I have that vision of the long term and I'm letting the short term work itself out while executing all of the steps that are within my control. Um, organizing the team. And I don't know if I've said this already, but like talk about um, perception. This year was an amazing year for Moto Academy. Yeah. If you think about it. We went from two employees to seven. Is it seven? I think it, I feel like it's more than that. Well, you would be eight. Oh, do we I'm not seven. Because I'm. There's a, only six others. No, there's seven. If you count website and eight, which I would count at this point, it's like eight. That's six. You'd be seven. Oh. It's eight or nine. Seven, eight, or nine. From two in one year, while. Wait, wasn't two just you and AJ? Number two? No, well, we had cameraman Cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had James. Oh, okay. So I would have considered that my two that we started this year with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody else was like either extremely part-time or not in, not even in the picture at all yet. And to going to seven or eight or nine full-time people mm -hmm. in one year. That's incredible growth. Not only that, but not doing it in a haphazard way. Like we are firing on all syllables at this point yeah uh so to create a foundation of a team and the culture and community that we've created within our team this year uh, that's incredible it's and it all happened at like the perfect time too within like october the whole team fell together just before we had her and so like the first week even though aj was working like crazy after she was born you just kind of knew that everything was running smoothly, which is so nice. And talk about things working themselves out the way that they should. Like had the Moto Academy Georgia thing have worked, not only would we have been wrapped into something now with multiple individuals that we've come just to find align. out are not the right people that we'd want to be aligned with. Uh, we would have been in Georgia where, let's yeah, face it. Yeah, we wouldn't have been happy there. We wouldn't have wanted to do, I would have been probably wide open with that where right now it's like i can be present and be home uh yeah. and it allowed me to go from two employees to seven or eight really quickly and to do it in um a really strategic way that worked incredibly well yeah now when the facility rolls into place we will have such an infrastructure and such a foundation of a team we'll be able to execute it 10 times better than what how we were able to execute it Six to eight months ago. Yeah, it's ago. funny. I was just in the shower and I was thinking about like, I don't know what brought me to think like she this. She hot. Yeah, you're hot now. <sighs> we can probably lay her here. Um, talking about perception. Like I was thinking about how people probably perceived a lot of what's happened because you never really spoke out too, too much on it or just watching certain things that happened, employees leaving, staying, whatever the case may be. And actually knowing what the reality of those things are behind the scenes. It's just it's just funny. Yeah. That's why you can never compare to or others. Or judge In a good situations. or a bad way. Don't yeah. judge, don't compare. Because if you're comparing and you're thinking somebody else is doing better than you, there's a reality where they might be either doing way better than you or, or they could be doing worse. way worse than you. Yeah. 
And don't judge either because it's the same thing. That person could very well be in a much worse spot or a much better spot than you have any idea. So when you look at others, what you really should do is just try to pick out things that you can learn from Mm -hmm. to improve. Compliment them on. Yeah. Yeah. Make them feel better. Uh, Like make them, not better, make them feel good. Compliment them on things that they're doing well. Mm -hmm. And uh, learn from things that they are clearly doing really well. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because if you think of all the things that went wrong. Or people looking at you or us unquote, or whatever year, in a bad way thinking that we're bad of, people yeah. there's probably a lot of low-level people that thought that we were imploding this year or thought that we were trying to harm people or yeah it's just oh, very weird. few probably thought that really very i'm sure very few thought that but yeah still yeah, it's just funny. I th- i'm sure very few thought any of it but or if it, they did it was a fleeting thought like didn't last very long it's just interesting yeah i was thinking about that but you got a great group of people around you now? Yeah. Well, we oh, do. Oh, the best, Millie. You want to put her down here? Her head will be cold. I'm not. Um, all right, we're going to queue up the questions. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, uh, I, there was a lot of good questions in there that I had already answered, like I said. She's so warm, isn't she? She's like a thermostat. Good job. Thermostat? Okay. Heating pad? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Okay, if you guys want to send in your questions... You can only do so if you're inside of the Moto Academy app. Go check it out, club.themotoacademy.com. If you're not in there yet and you want to subscribe for your first month for free, use code MOTOFREE. Not sure if I'm supposed to willy-nilly hand that out on the podcast, but use code MOTOFREE. Get the first month for free. Get inside of the app. Join our community online. You can send in your questions for us uh, right through the direct message system inside of the chat. Or you just send me a private direct message and we can go back and forth. So you can ask writing questions, life questions, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of OGs here on this list. The first one right off the bat. We got two premix Papa questions. I wonder, we could probably answer them both. Without further him. ado, the premix Papa hotline awaits us. Premix Papa. Hey, AJ. Hey, I got a real quick question for you. Um, did you ever do a follow-up on uh, how to train eye speed off the bike? You know, riders my age, we start losing mobility, we start losing our hearing and our sight, and we start saying things like uh, integrate instead of integrate. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Hey, um, but I have this thing called a reaction ball that baseball and softball infielders use where you throw it on the ground and it randomly goes over and you train that way, but, you know, kind of like... <laughs> I got it. <laughs> no way. How did you get that audio? Listen to the... <laughs> Freemix Pops. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's up there with one of the best submissions we've ever had. Mm -hmm. How did he even do that? How did he even do that? Freemix Papa, we love you. We We are so happy that you were able to come visit us. Um, Freemix Papa content, by the way, is coming out, I think, this week. So it might already be out by the time this podcast is released. He's the best. Go on the Moto Academy YouTube channel. Um, get inside of the app, watch the content with Premix Pops inside of the app. We flew him in from Illinois. He joined us and rode with us for 
two or three days. Went to the Moto Academy ride day um, at Tomahawk. Met my wife. Met the entire team. Super fun. Super fun. I mean, like my favorite human ever. Well, what do you, what do you rate with him? driver Jamie? Yeah, he gets like a he gets like a nine two. A nine two. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Good yeah. mix, Papa. Training eye speed. Honestly, I think whatever you just showed me, that little gadget, that probably would work pretty well. One thing I would do for like an eye speed kind of nervous system wake up before racing is I would stand facing a wall, pretty close to the wall, probably within a foot and a half. And somebody behind me would throw a tennis ball or something at the wall randomly. So it would, I would just see it come in quickly, it bounce, and then I'd have to catch it off the wall in whatever position. That was really good. And if we would do like 20 sets of that. Then we would do um, like toss back and forth with tennis ball type thing. And that was good for eye speed and kind of nervous system. I remember that. It's been a while since Wake I've seen up. you do that though. That was probably 2017. I would totally do that type of warm up again. I think eye speed is important because a lot of people, when they get on the track, especially after time off, the eyes don't keep up super well. They really don't. And if you notice, if you're conscious that your eyes aren't keeping up super well when you're out there, you got to slow down and try to go about that progression nice and slow if you can, because that is one of the more dangerous, difficult things. That's usually what causes arm pump for me because I start holding my breath because the eyes aren't keeping up and I can't see what the heck's going on. Uh, you tighten up all the stuff you don't want to happen. Um, so yeah, that wall trick one is is a good one. It does require two people though, is the only problem. Shout out Premix Papa. All right, next question, LG60. So the next few, I think I've already answered, but we'll give our answers again. Yo, AJ, uh, my local track recently had a raffle and I won a brand new KX65 and I was wondering what you think I should do with it. Um, I'm leaning towards maybe turning it into a pit bike for me and uh, I could probably learn to wheelie on it, ride it around the yard, or I could maybe um, drain all the fluids out of it and try to like store it in my garage for a couple years. My son is not even two, so he's not riding yet. Or maybe I should sell it for cheap on Craigslist. Let me know. Allie, what's your recommendation? He won a KX65 and a... How much does something like that cost? Um, She's fine. No, she likes, she likes that. I would guess... Is she on her side? Yeah, oh. sort of. I would guess three to $4,000, maybe more. Wow. And he has a kid could that's he, uh, two years old or just could under. Could he buy a bike that he would like himself that with that was, money? That uh, was Dave Drake's, Rob and myself said that that would probably be the best bet. No dirt bike knowledge. To sell it and, and then get, get a more wants. appropriate bike for that age level. And maybe he could get a next couple of progressions. For that price though? Uh, maybe. Aren't bikes like really expensive? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I was going to say, learn to wheelie on it and no, then store it. No, don't learn to wheelie on it. Oh. That was one thing that we said. Because Definitely learn to wheelie the, on it. The bikes that are that little, but that fast, like a little KX65, it it's like a death trap when you're oh. a full-size human that gets on it because you just have so much leverage that when you get on the gas, it's like you could do a back whip. So, I mean, if you could wheelie on a KX65, good. You can wheelie anything because that would be the hardest bike to try to learn to wheelie mm. on. So I would recommend not doing Save that. Save it for your son or sell it, but don't sell it for cheap. Sell Facebook for... Marketplace. If you you just mentioned Craigslist, I don't know if Craigslist is a, a place that's still super active or not. But what I will say is uh, use Facebook Marketplace for sure. Also, 
I was just thinking, do you have to be worried about selling things on Facebook Marketplace? Like, could somebody, because I realized when I was looking up something the other day, you can like pinpoint a location and people are stealing bikes left and right now. What are you pointing at? Craig, who was here two days ago riding, got his bike stolen oh. like a year or two ago. Oh. And he said that's why he had posted one of them for sale. No way. And they were able to literally, he's like, if you, if you Google my name, my address will pop up. Why? Because of that ad. And so, like, people... he put his address in the ad. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah. But just make sure, like, if you meet up with or someone that wants to see even... it, do it in a public place and not at your house because you don't want them to yeah. know you have dirt bikes. Yes. Be careful of that. Don't let anybody test drive it unless there's, uh, you know. Oh yeah, who was that recently uh, that just said someone te test drove it and rode away rode and never away. came back? There, I've heard that story countless times. Literally, How I've heard do you that not story let someone countless ride times. It, though? Yeah, you can, but there's a smart way of doing it. Like, Put an first air tag of all, on it. you know, make sure that they like came in a vehicle and their vehicle sitting there. Um, you you could take oh, their yeah. ID. I mean, there's a million things you could do to protect yourself in that Good situation. Point. Good point. Um, put an air tag on it. You yeah, should put an air tag the, on all your bikes. The, you could do that. I mean, there's a, that's a good idea. There was one story where the, a guy went to a, the person's house that was selling the bike. The person's house. Then, uh, or no, the person that was purchasing. The bike. They brought the bike to that person's house. They then hopped on it and rode away. Turns out that the house that they walked out of wasn't even their house. It was uh, nobody was living in it. So they walked out of a random house that was vacant, hopped on the bike, and then just gone. Don't sell the bike. Just keep it for Pretty your son. easy to avoid those type of situations if you're paying attention, yeah. I would imagine. But just don't go willy-nilly posting it on Facebook yeah. with like your house in the background or yeah. something Yeah, I've like had that. a lot of bikes stolen. I think I got five stolen from my dad's house at once, all brand new. What when I was scumbags? Young. Who does that to people? It was turns out I think it was one of my dad's buddies. Oh, you just told me that story yeah. recently. Yep. And then I was the most recent one in Atlanta. Where I were got you? One stolen since then, Atlanta, North 2015. Carolina or something? Me and Connor Buffus's bike got stolen. Yep. They got mine back. Uh, I want to say that's the last time. There wasn't one other time. I feel like there might have been. Um, good question though. Kenny C18 coming in hot with another question. DJ, hey podcast. Um, question about relationships. What um, what tips would you give to someone that is going through a long distance relationship, and what can I do to focus on connection? Thanks. First of all, sweet crew neck. Right. Shout out Kenny C18. You got the crew neck in the Moto Academy crew neck. Long distance relationship advice. Kenny C18, you're going to get it again if you listen to the audio onlys. We had a field day with this question. Rob, I'd gave like to myself, know what you guys said. And I don't remember what we said. Oh, of course. So, so you weren't conscious when you were it. given that uh, feed, feedback? Go for it. Um, what do you got for us? He's, I think that first of all, we were trying to guess his age. Do you know his age? Or would I would you guess, guess he's between like 18 to 23. Okay, that's what I guessed. Oh, really? Like I mean, exactly? I think I guess younger. I think I guess 18 to 20. Okay. Um, well, I feel like if you're in a long distance relationship, that's the best way to form a connection. Because... Is what? <clears throat> being long distance. Because the only thing you can do with that person, for the most part, is talk. Right? Like, you and I were long distance for three years, maybe? Was it more or less? I can't remember. A long time. Mm -hmm. And also, you could hardly talk because you were bouncing around or busy. And we got to know each other so well before actually meeting, which was really cool. 
Okay. That's a good positive way to look at it. Yep. I actually, and I learned a lot about myself as an individual because we were long distance. I couldn't rely on you for things that most people rely on relationships for. But I feel like being long distance is amazing. Great. Is that not the is that not what most girls That's would great say? Advice. I loved it. <laughs> I love long distance. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and it makes me appreciate my time with you now much more. Like, I feel like if you're in a long distance relationship, when you do end up seeing your significant other, it makes you appreciate the time with them like 10 times more. Mm -hmm. And compared to most like people in relationships who see each other all the time, they don't. I mean, it just becomes like a routine at that point and you stop like appreciating the little things. Okay, good advice. Yeah, so Jay Shetty talked about like what is the optimal amount of time to spend away from your significant other. What was it, two days a I week or something? I think he found that, uh, I don't know if it was like subjectively just him or if they had kind of like... They agreed on it, I remember. Had come to like yeah. the conclusion that two nights a week was an appropriate amount of time to spend away from your significant other and like the optimal amount of time to spend away. Which is interesting because most people definitely don't do that. I think most no. people are either full-blown long distance or they're together 24-7. Their friends become like each other's friends. Their whole lives intertwine. I think so on the, that topic, the two, Allie and I are going to actually be not far off of that cadence, which I think will be perfect. It allows you time by yourself, which is incredibly important because you have to 100%. be able to... That's the entire... You cannot grow with some you have to grow by your you have to grow individually mm, i agree with that and disagree with that you grow with the person like mm. because there's constant check-ins and you're able to align or figure things out but ultimately that growth is happening with you mm -hmm. and it's easier to do that um and sometimes almost only possible to do that when you are by yourself uh yeah i don't disagree with that i don't think that it's, that's like the only even way, but... you have conversations but to go back and reflect by yourself mm -hmm. I think it's necessary. Uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know. Wait, wait till you hear the uh, audio only episode. For those of you listening to this, make sure you listen to the other audio only episode where Kenny C asked this question. We all answer it in a totally different way. Really? Well, we we went so more so the route of like, you know, why am I rocking as if I have a baby? Just expect <laughs> just expect the fact that it's probably not going to work out. Not going to work more so based on the fact that like work on just being learning to be conscious trying to not uh well i guess it totally depends on who the significant other is well it depends on so much i mean right. at that age so what i said at that age like i nor anybody else around me was really capable of being able to do that on a at a healthy level i uh, was yeah you yeah. made it slightly unhealthy at times with choices and things but I just think it totally depends on the significant other yeah. in addition to the person himself and how kind and trustworthy and open-minded and yeah the, the the main point though i think we made is that at that age you let's face it aren't usually super conscious yet so you therefore are operating sometimes a lot of people are operating out of insecurities jealousies yeah. fears, all of the things that you shouldn't be doing and trying to control other people, mm -hmm. tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing, uh, then that turns into... It but that reminds problems. me of the just wait comment. You're pointing out negatives when 
the positives are so much greater than the negatives. So how's that? That's a good point. But I would I think it's important to be aware of the fact that at that age, it is very likely if you are even if you're getting to the point where you're pretty conscious and know what's going on, the other person around you, the chance of them being in that place in life at that age is pretty low. So just be aware of that. Like the best thing you can do is just make the right decisions, be kind and be empathetic and let them do and make the decisions they need to and want to make. Yeah. And they just have to learn. You can't force another person to learn. Like if they want to go to a party, have fun, um, stay in touch. If you if somebody needs it, I don't know, like whatever advice you give to people when they go to a party. Um, yeah, the moment you feel yourself not being able to trust the other person, it's a problem with you and it's also a problem with them. And that should be a red flag where you need to step back and evaluate why those things are happening. And if something does happen... Like, let's say you let that person go to a party and something happens because they went to the party. Those decisions had nothing to do with you in the first place. And there's nothing you can do to control the decisions that that person is going to make. In fact, you if you were to react ahead of time and try to control any of that situation, it is only going to make them probably do that thing that you don't want them to do. And it's going to make the situation worse. So, uh super interesting yeah, yeah Allie, f- you have to go back and listen to the advice yeah i feel like overall though don't let people tell you it's not going to work or you should be on your own do what makes you happy and better yourself at the same time Learn. and and try to encourage the other person in positive ways to better themselves also because like aj said a lot of times in long distance relationships they can get controlling and uh just try to do the opposite just yeah Everything that happens in that relationship, look at it as experience. How can I learn from this instead of why did this happen to me? And or just with anything in life. Yeah, right. Don't be a victim. Why did this happen to me? Yeah. Or this is so bad and this is horrible. Instead, no matter how, doing air quotes down here, no matter how horrible it is, if the person cheats on you, whatever it is, uh, there are. I know it might seem, not seem like it. There are 100% things that you can learn through all of that. Yeah. So just look at it with that perspective. How can I learn and grow throughout all of this, whether it's good or bad? Okay. Yeah. That's good advice. Um, okay, Allie, hit us with the next question. Shout out Kenny C18 with the relationship Real advice question. Leaking over here. How do I oh. swipe up, half hold me? There you go. After Kenny C18, next one up. Oh, we're going up. Thin. Yep. Should I do it like this? Yep. Hi, AJ. What's the best way to get back on your bike after an injury? What a cutie. Good question. Good question. Hey, Finn. Uh, the best way is to be inside of the Moto Academy app and study, study, study. Whatever you think your weaknesses were, I want you to watch that footage specifically and whoever it is you want to ride like jet me it's I, when i say me it's easy for me to say me because there's so many videos of me riding in the app um to be able to look at so pick your favorite rider watch that <clears> footage <throat> and then watch your footage of yourself because i know your dad films uh a lot of them riding pictures and video oh cool then uh, just study it. 
because you you will be able to watch that every night before you go to bed for five ten minutes when you wake up in the morning maybe and next time you go to get on the bike you're going to all of a sudden be better and it's going to feel like magic cool simple answer simple answer all right next we've got oh files fat header fat header shout out let's hear it oh there's a dog in there so harriet and i had a question for the podcast how do you find out what your dreams are what your goals are um as far as career and even the little things what order do you put them in and how do you go about discovering them thanks guys glad to be back great question such a good question what's his shout out to uh fat header but what's his name no what was the dog's name again harriet that's an awesome dog's name so cute shout out harriet yeah and fat header and fat header uh ali you take it away to start i don't know because as as he was saying that i was wondering i wonder that same thing often with myself because Mm -hmm. i have so many different interests hobbies and passions and i we've had a discussion about this a lot of times because obviously aj doesn't want me to work anymore going forward and i love like anything holistic i love exercise i love nature and animals and i've asked him so many times like there's so many ideas i have i wouldn't know how to prioritize or pick one so i feel like you should answer this okay so take it away think about the things that you really 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 enjoy doing more and we've answered this question as well me dave and uh rob and i have no idea how we answered it so you're in the double time advice and we'll see if my ideas are consistent. Yeah. Find the thing that you really, really love doing more than anything else. If there's a couple of things that uh, come to the top of your head, like right, me. Off the top, right off the dome, if there's two or three or four things, then step two is find the thing that you are, you're, you've got to be good at it or at least have a clear path of knowing how to get good at that thing. So maybe that next step is, okay, which of those two, three, four things am I maybe a little bit better at or more natural with? And then this is an important one. Is there a need for it in the world? Like how can you benefit other people and help other people with that thing? And how much of a need is it for to be able to serve people with that thing? You could probably combine, if there's a few that are similar, and not super far off from each other, like alleys. Few would be uh, design, like interior or home design. Oh, yeah, I forgot that one. Uh, animals of all kinds, dogs. Uh, like I a don't discriminate. Or I like, like them a all. farm. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things. I'll, wanting to open like a kind of like a coffee pastry place. So you could combine all of those for all I'm concerned, but. Then creating whatever you want that to look like in your head, probably then reflect on whatever you just drew up in your mind and then just make it even a bigger, better, grander idea. I have something to add to that. Yeah. And I think this is really important. And I think a lot of people don't have this is surrounding yourself with people that make ideas like that seem possible Mm -hmm. or make hobbies or passions like that seem possible yeah because a lot of times we surround ourselves with people that keep us small or 
don't have a vision of anything greater or what, what am I trying to say there? Like, I feel like your circle is very important to motivate you to make those types of changes in your life. And even if you have that circle developed or you are develop, you are developing that circle, then it is still, you are still going to receive constant negative feedback uh, or the, the people, person that tells you, it's not possible. Don't waste your time. Uh, but you should be doing this instead, or whatever those things are. I got them constantly, constantly, and I was in such a fragile place already because I didn't really have a clear vision because nobody was helping me develop that. Everybody was just telling me the like all the negative what ifs. And imagine if you just started earlier. It, wow! And it would have been such easy, simple guidance for somebody to give to me. Mm-hmm. But I never got it. I, I really didn't get get it. I got more of like the plan B, what if type advice, mm-hmm. which. Um, yeah, so yeah. I feel like organizing and prioritizing in your head what it is that makes you happy and makes you feel passionate. Kind of carving out a plan of which one makes the most sense, which one serves people the most, which one makes you the most happy, which one is there a need for the most. And then also making sure that the people that you're surrounded by make you feel motivated and worthy and lifted up enough to actually pursue whatever that passion or goal is. And then just start where you are. So just start. Because if you try to, yes, there is a time, like a write a mission statement for something, uh, create a five-year business plan, even if it's loose. Uh, But don't worry too much about all of the steps because you're going to encounter countless steps and they're going to change as you go. Just start, be open-minded, run with them. try to learn, enjoy it and think big and think bigger and think bigger because if you don't, it's easy to pigeonhole yourself into a situation where you, what you began as your passion could quickly turn into something that feels like a job if you aren't careful. Mm-hmm. I've been incredibly careful to not do that even it has at times though right felt like a job yeah but i yes but i knew that that wasn't the end all be all i knew i was working towards something else something bigger there even uh, i'll use the first example that popped to mind like when an ex-racer would get an opportunity of being able to train uh, like baker's factory or get a deal with like star yamaha to be the trainer or whatever um, a lot of people would be like, oh, that'd be the ultimate post-career dream job. But in my mind, my first thought was, oh boy, okay, you're working for somebody else, one. Two, you are working and wi- you have to physically be somewhere every single day, no matter what. Like you are immediately tied down to that. Like think of a, the trainer for- That's st- a job. Star yeah. Racing has to show up to that track every single day, no matter what, and be there all day. For well, but for some people that love that and that's their passion, that probably doesn't feel like a job to them. But then when it ends and you have no more income coming in, I mean, okay, so for me, I always just, right from the beginning, yeah, naturally thought bigger. Yeah. How can I not trade my time for money to create freedom so that I can make the conscious decision to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it? Mm-hmm. And I've been able to establish that really quickly Yeah. to where now I don't do it. I, I quite literally, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Isn't that nice? Not a lot of people at age 30 can can yeah, say that. Yeah, you're very fortunate, but you also have busted your behind but together. But moved 
I, I moved very strategically yeah. to do that. I could have been busting my behind blindly like a lot of people do and still be busting my behind to earn a menial amount of money. Have you ever done a podcast or a YouTube video or anything where you've like shared the story from start to finish? Not Did really. you mean to do that with Rob while he Did, was in Rob town? and I have tried to do that five times now. And every I time feel we sit like down, a lot of your the podcast breaks. I feel like a lot of your followers have probably come on since like either the Red Bull straight rhythm or partnering with Jet or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And they don't they see like you I now need to get the full origin story, but they don't know how much you really had to like slave away to get to where you were even three or four years ago. There's levels to the, oh, the there's levels to it. There are levels to it. Took the it the mind game is really what changed the most uh, because I started to believe that something was going to be possible. For a while, I was working pretty hard, not really in any specific direction. You think of like 2015, 2016, 2017, I was floating around. You weren't even trying hard racing. You no. were like half behinding racing. Yep. And that was the early days of the business. But even with the business, I didn't look at it as a business. I didn't know what a bit running a business was. I still barely do, even though I know more than 99% of people at this point. I still don't, in my mind, don't know anything yet. Well, that's probably a good way to be. Uh, there's inf there's so many things I need to learn. It's insane. That's why I read I'm reading books like they're going out of style. But yeah, I would say just keep leaning into the things that make you happy and make you feel passionate or motivated and kind of do those things that he said and surround yourself with good people. And I think. And that is your only option. It's not plan A and there's a plan B. That is the only plan. Yeah. And pursue it. Go about your life yeah. that way and you will experience joy. You'll be happy consistently. It, you, more people need to make that decision to just do it and to chase whatever it is you want to chase. Yeah, we all play it so safe in life with the corporate job and the saving money for retirement and ha half of us go through life never doing something that truly makes us happy. So I think that's a cool question. And I hope whatever it is that you find passion in, you pursue. And it's never too late. I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. My dad just I've told this story a couple of times. My dad is 67 or 69 or I don't know how old he is. <laughs> just retired. You can very easily consider that the beginning. Yeah, it's his never, life is just starting. He can do whatever starting. he want. It It is never too late to the just make that decision to go for something. That yeah. is not, it's a cliche, but the cliches become true because they there's truth to them. Next question, I'm Dixon sorry, Balls. I'm really excited to get to Throw this us one. right into it. Dixon Balls, he's got the Turkey Day hat on. I forget what he asked. What's up, AJ? Dixon Balls here. I'm just wondering, uh, as a business owner, when you made the decision to hire employees, what kind of thought went into that? How did you know you were ready to make it work? It's obviously a great decision, but looking at it from my standpoint, there's a lot of uh, unknowns in where you'll get the money from and what value you'll get out of it. Just looking to see how you went through that thought process. <laughs> I just need to know, is that hat, um, is that real or not? It's really hard to figure <laughs> it, out. Almost, the more you look at it, it looks, looks like real. it's like a... A really well-knit hat. I think it is, yes, but... No, as it's I... definitely fake as you look to the oh. bottom. Let us know, is that real? <laughs> also... Wow, I'm... I thought it was real the whole time. 
Well, he's so always got something on his head. Is that just me noticing that? First he had the frosted tips, now it's the hat. Yeah, that's hilarious. Both cool. Um, Anyways. Shout out, dicks and balls. Yeah, shout out. Um, shout out him. to the whole balls family. Yeah, Mrs. Balls, all yeah, of them. Little balls. Also, thank you so much for the gift for Millie. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys. Uh, okay, so I answered this one as well, and I don't remember how I answered it. So, but it, this Ooh. is appropriate because we were just talking about it this year. Went from two employees to in between seven to nine, still unknown. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We got some mystery people in there. And, uh, well, help me out here because we did that in a year where, uh, one, Allie's, we're having a baby. Had a baby. Did she just soil herself again? I'm not sure if that came out the front end or the back. <laughs> did you just burp out the back? <laughs> Allie is having a baby. Had. That's yeah. a pretty good excuse to not hire people and oh, play yeah. it safe. Um, Allie's quitting her job. That's a pretty good reason to play it safe and maybe not hire people and try to scale right now. Uh, just bought an expensive home in Connecticut to live in so we could be near family. Well, to be clear, the home isn't expensive. The interest rate is freaking interesting. Paying a lot of interest on this home oh, here yeah. in Connecticut. Um, that could be an excuse. What else? There was like four or five things that happened all at the same time a facility not working out and while simultaneously scaling five more employees to go full time full time all at once committing so, to them not just an hourly wage but set dollar amounts weekly so talk about risk adverse i'm worried about rolling this guy's risk adverse um he's not and already i'm risk already adverse. how good of a decision was that you're not risk adverse i am Oh. Yeah, you said yes. that backwards. Okay. Wait, risk adverse. Yeah, meaning you don't want anything oh, to do with yeah. risk. I'm, I'm risk, risk adverse. I'm the risk champion. Risk welcomer. Welcome risk. Risk eater. <laughs> uh, because in my mind, there wasn't risk. It was the only natural step. Now, do you have to scale that many people all at once? No, nope. but we did it in a really, I think, strategic way to where it was not only necessary, but uh, made sense. So many dirt bikes. I'm jealous. We got some dirt bikes right. He had by. a chainsaw on that one, cutting trails in. That's cool. Man, KDX, where are you at? Shout out driver Jamie. Any day now. Any day now. Uh, but I think it's key because if not, okay, we start this business, uh, AJ Cat and Zero Moto X Academy, which is what it started as in 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And I make the decision, like most do to not bring on any employees and just do it myself because it's easier, because I don't trust anybody, because I could do it better than anybody else, because I don't want to give up control, whatever your excuse is to not hire people. You then still what? won't want to do those things once you hire them. You won't want to trust them or do those what? things. Then five years later, bring us to fast forward to 2023, almost 2024. Now I... Uh, I'm going to find your, you're going to find yourself very quickly hitting a ceiling of how much money you can make as one individual. You're also going to be forced to trade all of your time to earn that money, which to me is worth no amount of money, by the way. You couldn't pay me any dollar amount to do what I did for that short amount of time back in like early COVID days where I was going to the track for 12 hours really? a day, every day. To be forced back into that, to do it every day every day no matter what and have no choice that was hard i was there every it's funny because from my perspective it seemed like it was easy for you oh because i was i knew where it was getting me but if 
if I didn't know where that was getting me and that was it. Wait, hold on. You That's know, what the business was and you just had to work that hard to earn that okay, much money so hold on, all though. the time 20, with no end in sight? 2020, beginning of 2020 COVID, your income was racing. Mostly. Yeah, in private lessons. Racing. private lessons. Which, how much do you make a race as a private? Oh, I make negative amounts of money racing. No, yeah. well, you had a lot of... Um, sponsors back then. I had sponsors. I maybe made 20 grand a year. <laughs> right? Yeah. From racing. And I probably was making 20 to 25 grand a year from like private lessons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We owned a townhouse. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's wild. That was three years ago. So how much did we increase revenue by? A thousand Well, that percent? That all I was pointing out in that is that, that putting in hard work and being strategic, how much things can change in a matter of but three But having the vision years. to know that the employees are necessary. Uh, yeah. Don't, I don't even like calling them employees, like creating a team, yeah. an actual team and family to do it with you is necessary. Think about this. If you worked for 365 days a year, so the calendar year of 2023, if it were just me, you get 365 days of productive work. If you have, let's pick the middle number here of employees that we're guessing that I have. If we have eight employees working for a year, you have 365 now times eight people. That's 2,920 days worth of productive work being done not to mention. So what is that in hours? I don't know. Don't that's going to get confusing. That's 2900 crazy, days compared to 365 days of just workload being executed. No, forget the fact that you can collaborate and use those people as a mastermind to come up with ideas and brainstorm and to all of it. It's it's the only option. Yeah. It's the only option. Just like the only option is to start, the only option is to also do that. If you see the need for it, hire them. Yeah. Do your due diligence to make sure you're hiring a good person that's wanting it's to going see to, your business grow. It's going to, at the beginning, it's going to be the most difficult challenge you've faced yet. And not just at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. No longer is it though. Yeah. But I'm, I'm good at it now. And the warrior. Yeah. But it's problems um, will still arise. Right. I'm just saying. But at the beginning, it's going to feel extremely difficult. and It's going to feel like the biggest hurdle that you've had to overstep yet, because you go from trying to figure out like how to be profitable to now all of a sudden I've got to deal with the emotions of other people and I've got to deal with psychology of other human beings. And like, how do I make people feel incentivized and Motivated. how do I make people want to work together towards something for everybody's benefit and the benefit of the business, you've you got to learn a lot to be able to to be efficient at that. Yeah, that is part of the reason and part of the motivation that I've been trying to upgrade myself and just improve and learn and grow as quickly as I have, because I want to be the highest level leader that exists. Oh, OK. Cool. Instead of being like, you hear so many times people talk about their bosses as like a crappy individual to have to deal with and all, well. of, the, <laughs> all of the things that they have wrong with them. And I want to be the guy that people look at and go, wow, not only is he the most fair, good person, but he's 
a visionary. Like he he knows how to solve problems. He knows what the future looks like, even when the team is kind of at times like not knowing where that next move is. I can. Point you know what I'm proud of you for? You. What? Learning how to upload photos in the right album in Dropbox. Don't because I can't talk about how many people I've worked for in the past that are like at the top and have no clue how to do anything. It's like the worst thing ever. So to be a boss and a, or a leader, whatever you want to call well, yourself, I thought I knew how you Dropbox need to worked. know how to do everything your team knows how to I do, which I, I think knew, you mostly do. Which I do. For the most part. No, I do. Sometimes um, you get a little lazy, but. Well, I get lazy because I pay people to do the thing. So right. I'm not going to do their what they need. I, right. They, I'm just saying if you could make somebody's life easier by doing something like totally. that, you, you totally. know. Yeah. Yeah. Lead by uh, example. I, honestly, I still don't know what was going wrong with the Dropbox You situation. figured it out, so it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I did it one time correct, oh. so we'll see if the next time is correct right. or not. Yeah. The Because the whole time I wasn't just aimlessly like tossing the stuff into Dropbox randomly. I was clicking into the folder, doing what I thought needed to be done, and that thing would just end up... The video file would just end up wherever it would want to go. Poor Grant. So, sorry, Grant. Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, yeah, and now, yes. I mean... Long story, extremely long. Do it, dicks and balls. Um, I'm sure he's. He, I think dicks and balls is secretly high level. Have we discussed oh. this? And yes, you came home from lunch and told me he, that. He, um, I'm sure, is asking more so for other people's benefit. Benefit. Or curious as to just what my thought process was behind so it. So there but, you have it, dicks and balls. Please let us know where to purchase the hat. Yes. Okay, cool. Great question, Dixon Ball. Now we got Daniel Youngblood. Daniel Youngblood. Repping a Moto Academy hat. Hey guys, Daniel Youngblood here down here in beautiful Florida. Look at the sky. It's like uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, mid-November. Um, and since we're in November and we're having all these health kicks, quick question. What do you think about all this cloud pumping in the sky? I know when, when you went to Dubai, you saw clouds being put in the sky to block out the sun. And since we're in November, why do you think they do that? And that can't be healthy, right? How is that healthy? We know anything that's not natural is not healthy. What's your thoughts on that? Let me know. Thanks, guys. So we what? answer this and that's it's called like chemtrails. Like people would label that as like a conspiracy theory. Uh, um, I don't still know. This is how we answered it last time. I don't know anything about it. I would not be surprised. They do that in Dubai? Well, in Dubai, they make it rain. They make it rain. They make it rain. You I was gonna that. sing the rest of the song. <laughs> they can like seed. They could pump into the what they. I don't know what they do. But I they, I did not know. They're that. able to make it rain. So huh? that is bizarre. There's they could be pumping stuff into the air for whatever reason. For what purpose? Uh, many different purposes. I Making guess. Making us ill. Sure. Or um, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Sure. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that way. I mean, think about that all the, like, did they tell us that UFOs existed a couple months ago and no, like everybody just kind of brushed past it? Well, I think that they told us UFOs existed because something else was happening. So, I can't remember. So there's what always was shady, <laughs> there's always shady stuff going yeah. on. So it's, I guess, important to uh, try to find um, really educated individuals without agendas. So like for me, health-wise, Andrew Huberman, I can just type him in. And if, if he's saying something, I am pretty confident that- You trust it? I can trust it. Uh, because a lot of times you, if you just Google something and just try to read Google, it's like you just, you don't know what to yeah. believe. And it can become a little, a little hairy. Um, 
speaking of, he was saying he was talking about or referencing the November challenge. Yeah. Uh, so was Daniel because, Youngblood um, plunging at all? Do you know? You know what? I haven't seen anything from him, so I got to look back. I have been a little bit MIA in the in Whoa. the app, but starting starting November first, I did a challenge because I was going to be out of commission. And I challenged everybody in the Moto Academy app to do 100 grams of protein a day. Yeah. Work out five days a week. Oh, and do some form of cold therapy every day. So it could be a shower for a couple minutes or cold plunging in a cold plunge tub or going out like we do it in a stream. And it was so cool. I haven't looked in like a couple of days. Yeah, but a lot of people were in the challenge. And on December 1st, I'm going to pick somebody and I'm going to send them something cool. Oh, so I really people that hope... were participating. We didn't even yeah. say that we were going to. Did I didn't. You? I didn't even. Yeah, I did. I didn't specify did? what I was going to send or what I was going to do, but we're going to do something cool. Um, okay. And a lot of people were participating, and it was really nice to see. Really nice to see a lot of people cool. saying that they are having very positive experiences and they're feeling better and more mental clarity and yada yada. So, uh, if you're in the app, make sure. Oh, I guess it's kind of too late now. How, what What's the date? This will be out Holy after December Holy crap. It's November 26th. So we'll keep you posted on who wins. But proud of all the people in there that are doing that. Yeah. Um. All right. You know what because I can't it... wait for? What? My six weeks to be clear because I am feeling. Oh. You kind of sold me out the other day on the app. What? Telling people that I was feeling a little down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know what? I think obviously I got hormones all over the place, but I just want to work out again. I want a cold plunge. I want to take long walks. I want to start running. I got a lot I want to do, and I can't do anything for another four weeks. So, all right, Christian, hit us with it. All right. We also love him. I got to meet him at Tomahawk. Okay, question for AJ. Um, lately, you're being reading all the books, um, getting your mind better sorted, etc. Uh, do you think if you would know what you now know, uh, let's say today, uh, would you have better results when you were maybe 14, 15, when you were doing the pro racing? Okay. I love that question. Wait, there's three. Um, well, we'll do them separately. Obviously. Oh, there are three different ones. Okay. Sorry, Millie, I'm not doing a good job over here. Do you want me to take her? Um, whoa. That's a good question, and yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, a couple ways that would have gone. I don't really like doing those hypotheticals. Whoa, her head's right by the mic. Um, Just <laughs> gives her a concussion. Hey, why are you doing jumping jacks? Oh, Do you want me to take no. her? Oh, don't throw up on my nose. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Watching AJ try and take care of her is hilarious because it's he's so gentle. Sometimes. She squirms. There we go. That looks pretty comfortable. Wow. Nice. Stop trying to... <laughs> She's squirmy. There, I don't love doing those hypotheticals because it's just sort of useless. Although, uh, yes, I would have, in my mind, I would have either, depending on how early I figured it out, would have either been winning championships at a pro level or decided to go the route that I did with Moto Academy and training people at a higher level earlier, which would have just given me a, a better head start on, on where we're at. Um, but at least I began figuring it out at some point. I think a lot of people don't. And I'm just grateful that I've been able to begin figuring it out. Nobody ever figures it out. 
but at least I've started to get there, which is nice. And yeah, that's why I'm passionate about the fact that when, when we, especially now inside the app, I can help and guide people when I have, when we have a facility and people that are serious about making it in the sport want to come live and we can groom people, guys from the very beginning. Somebody could come and live with us from age four to 24. Mm. Be groomed all the way up through in racing, training, off the bike, nutrition, uh, just psychology and mindset and how to think and put all those pieces together. You could create such high level individuals consistently uh, that that excites me. And there's no other place that's doing that. You see the placebo effect of the Baker's factory, right? How people would go there because they knew champions would come out of there and the champions would keep coming because it's a, it's to an extent that's a placebo effect. I don't know, but a placebo effect is a very real thing because if you believe it, then shoot. And that's you all You can do anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're consciously doing there as far as mindset and learning how to think uh, mental, mental strength or whatever you call it. By the way, that's my term. Got to coin that. But we're going to have a very specific strategy. <laughs> I thought you just died. <laughs> at our facilities. And we have a very specific strategy when people message me inside of the app. Say something. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just gave our baby a concussion. No big deal. Millie, do you have to say anything to the audience? Do you have to say anything to the audience? No, this is your chance. Of course, she's asleep now. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, Somebody messaged me this morning in the app and said they asked for advice and that they're this is I think they said this is their last year of high school mm-hmm. and they're really freaking out about. They, they want to chase the dream of being a professional rider, but they feel like they're running out of time and they don't know. Gosh, if, that's so sad. If they, they they feel they're not close enough yet and they're wondering if they should make the decision of just going to college or keep pursuing the racing. And I was like, well, thank you for asking me that question because that's a really important question. But that's the type of stuff I want to be guiding people on. Well, you know what's really interesting? I want kind to be of off topic. guidance counselor. Is we have a very different perspective on college than most people. Yeah. Whoa. Have you ever talked about that? Yeah, but um, so go ahead. Um, Like and share that. Yeah. So um, I had to pay for my own schooling past a certain threshold um, and I decided to do community college. And so I only had my associate's degree. I had planned on going and getting my associate's degree and then transferring to a university. And I just decided not to. Um, and I, my current job, they have, um, you have to have a degree in finance and I do not. And I have my job and I'm really good at it. And, um, it's worked out well for me. I know it doesn't work out well for everybody, but I know a lot of people that have gone to school just to go to school because they're just trying to check the box. They come out of school with so much debt. They don't have a degree in anything that they even want to do anyways. And then they have like no direction in life or they just go to a basic job and they make like not a lot of money an hour. 
uh, and it just makes no sense that they went to school. Zero guidance, zero direction. I think if you begin, our our kid would never end up in this situation because well, we don't know that. That sounds naive. They'll have so much knowledge by that point that they'll be able to make an educated decision. Like Check if, back with us in eighteen years, guys. If, yeah. Can you think they can hear that? Can you aim the mic at her? I call her Birdie. And she stops. You having good dreams? Okay, go to sleep. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> what was so funny? Oh, about that? gosh. Do not avoid the trap of blindly going into college with. No game plan. I mean, it, yeah. there's a couple of ways you can go into a college setting. One, either just be ready to be an absolute open-minded sponge. And just you'll with that, you'd probably be able to figure out the direction that you'd want to go if you don't have it figured out yet. Or if you know the direction you want to go by that point, then um, and it, you specifically need college for that. Like, let's say you want to be a specific type of doctor or whatever it is. College would be very useful in that situation. Uh, what you see a lot of is people going in with not much guidance because somebody told them that they should go to college, that it's necessary for just cause. And then they leave after four years, after six years, and still not really much of an idea of what to do. That's not cool. Uh, I think that for somebody asking me the question of, I'm concerned that I'm not close enough to the goal of being a pro rider yet. And I think I'm running out of time. That was the exact trap that I was falling into. There is no timeline. You've got plenty of time. I would keep chasing the dream. You could go to school at any point. Go to school once you know. That was the first question I asked. I, I don't think I gave him advice yet. I just said, hey, first of all, you're not running out of time, number one. Number two, what do you, is there something that you're going to go to college that you're passionate for and that you know that you you at least have a good hunch that you you really want to do and you're passionate about it because that if that's the case then of course go for it but if you're going in blind uh with not much of a strategy then i'd say that that's not a great great move. yeah um Yes. Speaking of, I think it's wild that there's like these limitations on everyone in regards to like Watch sports oh. or like people in this sport or other sports retiring because they hit a certain age. Mm -hmm. We were watching the, what was that documentary last night? Live to a hundred. It's mm. about like blue zones. Let us know if you've got, if you guys have listened to it, but um, they were talking about how you can literally change your biological age yep. by like the three, five, 10 plus years. More than that. Yeah. Um, just by like your daily habits, your thoughts, your exercise routine, like all kinds of different things. And I just think that that's interesting because we literally have the ability to do that. And we put limitations on ourselves. Athletes, people thinking you're crazy for your five-year plan because you're 30. And it's like, what? There will always be th people thinking you're crazy all of the time because they are not you. They can't have your vision. They can't see your vision. Yeah. If you can create what that imagery looks like in your head of what the future you want your future to be and you can continue to get more and more and more specific with building that vision out then it's yeah don't limit yourself it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen right. uh so it's easy to say that it's i guess slightly more difficult to do but if you just take that advice literally 
It works. And the people in this app will see because it's going to start to happen to one person and the next and the next and the next. And we're going to have a whole app full of really high level people. It's cool. Which we already have because real, they reckon, real recognizes real. Okay. High level recognizes high level. Can you, uh, if you have a suggestion for better terminology, by the way, high level versus low level, levels to it. I think it's just a good, it's good imagery. There's levels, there's steps. And they're infinite. Uh, yeah. Can I have a sip of water? I'm dying over here. You're out of water? Out of water. I'm also leaking, so we got, we got to wrap this up. We're an or, hour and 41 minutes Or left. I just leave and you finish it. He's always stealing my water. Ooh, there's a lot in here. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Ugh. It's nice and cold too, huh? By the way, for the um, three people still listening, <laughs> uh, can I see my phone quickly? For the three people still listening, Dirtbike Dave, RMZ, Steve, Matt Flood. Who else do you think is still listening? King Friday. Shout out King Friday. Um, where was I going with that? I think you were going to talk about Element, but I... Yeah, I was. Uh. Element. Allie. Just extended our deal for four more yeah, months yeah. with Element. Usually it's a video by video basis. Great job, team. But we got a four month deal with Element. That's a big deal. Go to and thank you guys for that, by the way. No, because that thank means you that first. the code yeah. was being used. And that's awesome. Go to drinklmnt.com slash AJCat330. And you can try all of the flavors for free. We need to get them to give us a promo code as well because if we're going to continue sharing... They don't do that for anybody, though. They what? They don't do that. For anybody? So it's only... They're only trying to get first-time users? all the other people. It's all... Well, the, everyone can go back like go back in and do another order. They but don't have it, to do the subscriptions if they don't want to or they could turn their subscription off and then resubscribe when they do another order or when they need another order. That's helpful. Okay. So for now, drinklmnt.com slash AJCat330. Yep. It will probably save you some money on something. I know if it's your first order, for sure, you get to try all eight flavors. No, you always free. get a sample pack with oh, that code every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yes. Yeah, so, That's good to know. And okay. if you do the subscription, you can have it recurring every one month, every four months, whatever cadence you want. Uh, you'll get, if you buy three boxes, you get the fourth one with a subscription and you get the sample packets. Every time, each month. Uh, you don't get the sample packets every time. You have to go back in and do it again through the link. Yeah, she's just, she's just chilling. Um, Drink it. It's amazing. They just came out with a ton of new flavors, they by did? the way. Yeah, we haven't tried them yet. Well, I tried Ooh, the chocolate caramel. They came out okay, with like. Not a, okay, continue. Yeah, I don't know why. Chocolate caramel, which I put in my coffee, which is really good. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like it. They did a chocolate mint. Think about a hot chocolate. Yeah, I guess so. Mmm. And so. then there's one other flavor, but I'm forgetting what it is. Chocolate peanut butter, maybe? Oh, I don't so know, it's like seasonal chocolate stuff. Yeah. Maybe they go in hot cocoa. The grapefruit, which is the best flavor, was seasonal. And yeah. they just brought it on full time because it was always sold out. People couldn't get their hands on it. <laughs> Grapefruit's the best if you you have to it. have electrolytes when you're drinking water so you can retain the water. Everybody is potentially deficient or needs, for me, sodium was the big one. Uh, Element has a lot of sodium in it, which is good. 
mix it at whatever rate you want. The suggestion I would give you is don't start with a full packet in your water. A it's going to be packet. too strong. Yeah. Ali and I, I probably use about a third of a packet per water. So I can make a packet last three different fill-ups. And that seems like it's the good amount to where it tastes good. And it's also not making my mouth dry. Like I'm not having too many electrolytes and drying me at out. At once, yeah. Um, but also not peeing too much and where it just is flushing through me. So And it's making the product last for the 30 days, which because technically you want only one packet a day. You have too many. I, I feel great. Yeah, so do I. Everybody I actually, needs different amounts. Who was it? We were in the hospital and the woman said she thought that that's why my pregnancy went so smoothly is because I was properly hydrated. Are hydrated over here. Yeah, we're we're hydrated with it. Leveling up. Um, Christian's got another question, Okay. I think. So we're going to answer that. He's got two more. This question is for Dave. Oh. Uh, you know AJ for... Dang it, I didn't even play that one last time. This one's probably going to be for Rob. But maybe it's for Alley Cat. Let's see. So this question is for the Rob father. The Rob father. And I missed out. I didn't even play that for those guys. Sorry, Christian. Got lost in the sauce there. Um, You're not going to play it? It was for Rob. Well, I want to hear what it was. What else? <laughs> what else? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Hour and 46 minutes in. Uh, Doug was not in the van this time, which makes me very upset. Doug is slowly warming up to his sister, but... No, big time warming up. Well, I think he's still hoping she goes back to wherever she came from. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? He wants her to keep cooking. Yeah, he's not... He's not. His uh, life has luckily stayed the same for the most part. Yep. Hiking every day. Hike today, you went for a cold plunge with your mom's friend, Laura. And Shout she out, did Laura. so good. Got right in. Got right in. You'll have to post that video. Got right in. How old did how old? Uh, did my she, mom didn't do it. She whisked out. She did. So shout out my mom. <laughs> shout out my mom. Uh, Laura's probably fifty-five. Gotta be better than that. Gotta go in. Gotta go in. Gotta go in. No matter. Yeah, what. Yeah, we need to get her. No we matter to, what. Yeah, yeah. If you have the opportunity to take the easy route or the difficult route. You can't always choose the easy route because you'll choose the easy, safe, known route all the time, and then you'll be stuck just living the same thing. And then you're living in the past. We gotta, we gotta challenge ourselves. Yeah, you know, I, that's the one thing I'm so excited for when my six week checkup is done because I'm going straight for a cold plunge. Straight. I'm good at it now. Although we're gonna be living in Florida, so where am I gonna cold plunge in Florida? I refuse I'm to sure do the shower. I'm sure there's places. Yeah, we gotta look that up. You know, also really, you're freaking lounging over yeah, here. Yeah, she's if... got her knees out. She's doing the whole thing. Good job. Uh, also, is cryotherapy is cold therapy? Yeah, but uh, not hard though. According to Andrew Huberman, he seems to think that the water, full full submersion in the water, is the best because the the heat exchange. We got the wheelie boys we got going. Wheelie by. boys coming up the street. Um. The last one was that was out. one of those was the Dondero. Uh, no, not Dondero. Lenochi. Lenochi. Shout out Lenochi brothers. <laughs> uh, but the heat transfer. Two more people. Oh, I'm so jealous. You think they you can hear van. that on the mic? They saw the van. Great. I'm embarrassed. So we live next to the state forest. And everybody comes and rides in the trails. Bought this house had no idea it was like a dirt bike little Super town. Super cool. So the KDX. If you guys have been listening to the, to the podcast, the KDX is. Almost done. The wheels are being shipped from Talon. Shout out Talon. Go check them out. They have really good wheel setups that you can buy. They're from the UK. They're shipping from the UK. They they shipped, I think. 
So the wheels are on the way. Suspension is on the way also. So that bike should be ready by next week. Oh, maybe by the time this podcast just in time comes for out. us to not be here. I know. That's really unfortunate. What well, did That's that take really forever, or is it just me? It did take a long time. Holy. But there was a bunch. Everything had to be redone. There was a rat living in my airbox. A rat? Yeah. Where was that bike this whole time? Driver Jamie's. Shout out Driver Jamie. Who is that? His pet rat? No, it was. It was Chad, a Tomahawk's pet rat. Oh, because right. that's where the bike Jamie was for the last it. couple of years. Got Jamie it. adopted it. All right, we didn't kill it though, right? Or was no, I think it, it was gone by the time Jamie got in okay. there. It was just. You, are you just of telling rat, me that? Rat residence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. The KDX rat. Hope yeah, so the KDX nice rider will be back up maybe in Florida. There's trails in Florida. I could we could bring it down there. Ooh. It's not the same. The trails here are awesome. Yeah, and but there's good trails in be Florida. Freaked out at what I'd find in the forest in Florida. Florida nature freaks me out. Like could there be an alligator? Uh, there's an alligator at Jet and Hunter's place. Did I know, you see I saw. that? Uh, Tate's so I saw Tate's story. Well, I remember being Look scared big. to let Bear run around there because there was one in the pond that was right near the shop. Yeah, that's... And Bear used to launch into it. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, they, they uh, when I saw that they were scared of Bear doing that, I felt scared. Yeah. yeah. If, when an Australian's scared if, of a gator in a situation, yeah. that's when you're if scared. If the Lawrence's say, hey, don't <laughs> don't let your dog in there. You, you don't, don't let your, you dog, don't let in your dog in there. <laughs> um, oh, but at least boy. we're on the same page. Hunter and I agreed that he would go in after... Um, Jax and Milo. If there was a gator. But Did who you do you think see... would be a better, who would you trust in a rescue mission more? Hunter or me? Probably Hunter, honestly. Of course. That was a stupid question to even ask. Uh, an Australian? I yeah. would actually, Hunter could handle that situation, I bet. I bet you he catches them bare hands. Well, he has caught, they have I know, I, I knew that, that's why I, I said I wouldn't that. go anywhere near it. You would? But I would still, no, no, no. I I would for bear. Would you for me? But I don't know what my strategy would be. Would you for me? Be. Yeah. Really? If you were in there, I think what I would do is okay. So <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I so where we in. would all hang out was right off. It was like off of the bay of the workshop. So that's it was me, Jet Hunter, uh, Chance Hymas, and me were the four bikes in that bay, and we would hang out right outside of it. You could see the pond about 150 feet away, and Bear would sometimes jump in the corner of the pond. So let's say if there's dirty water, Bear's Gator comes in it. out. Gator's now going after bear. What I do, I grab the biggest wrench I find on the top of the toolbox that's right there. My toolbox yeah. would always be right there. So I grab the big wrench, like the big one I would use to get the rear axle off. And you chuck it at what? Oh, would that be the best move? Or would you want to grab like a flathead screwdriver? Are you talking about stabbing it or just throwing it at it? Just going right up to that thing, hand-to-hand -hand combat, stabbing it in the head or hitting it in the top no, of the No, you head. don't hurt it. You just distract Maybe it so I Bear can get away. Maybe I grab one 32 uh, wrench for the rear axle, and I grab the biggest flathead I have. No, I don't I like this. No, we don't hurt it. We distract Bear. We show him a stick. What if... All it would take is a stick, and Bear would come no, running No, okay, up. let's say Bear's under attack. I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. Then Bears I'm going under in with attack. A 32 for I the throw rear myself axle, at the gator. <laughs> and I'm coming in and aiming, I think, for like in the bridge of its nose is where I would go, but I don't know. Is that what you do? Oh, that's mean. And I would do it without even thinking. Really? 100%. You know what I would do? I'd probably do it successfully. I would too. take the dirt bike and I'd run it over. Just skim across the pond and try to skim across it? Yeah. And Allie just goes, just, just like hot rod where she just makes it right at the beginning <laughs> and just falls in. <laughs> 
I would try not to hurt the alligator, though. It's just doing its primal instinct. Okay. I'm against killing animals unless you're going to eat them. Do you eat gator? Yeah, they make yeah. gator jerky, don't they? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't really try that, but yeah, I don't know what I would do. I would just throw a stick and hope that, or I would throw myself at the gator and get it to bite me. They How get... much do you weigh? Why? Do I look heavy to you? How much weight do you think you've lost since the baby came? How much did you weigh when... 135. 135 what? Is what I weighed before her. Right before she was born? Because I was pure muscle. Oh, before she came, period. Yeah. You were 135? Holy crap. Meaning that's a lot? That's heavier than I would have guessed by far. Yeah, that's because I was doing the squats. Okay, so you're 135. She's 5'6". 5'6 and a half. So 135 is pretty solid. My okay. whole life I was like 120, so I gained a lot to? of muscle. I got up to 168. Woo! Which is Woo! very sad. But you, you know what's blew funny? my doors off. We were in a race for a little bit, and then you went right by me. We were 165 at the same time. Yeah, not 165 now, though. I went down. Which is crazy because I worked out my entire pregnancy. My entire pregnancy. And I'm talking like six days a week I was working out. What the do you seventh think day you I was walking. Mm, wait, we just guessed this, didn't we? I guess right now I'm about 150, I would guess, or 148. I got a little bit of a pooch, but for the most part, my stomach completely went away. Mm -hmm. I also lost my butt, but you know what? It's gonna be a normal? fun. It's gonna be a fun comeback. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm getting pretty shred wow. city too, so maybe I'll just get more shred city. Yeah, you were supposed to get a dad bod with me, and then you just decided to start working out as soon as I started getting fat, which. Yeah, you know, I look whatever. the best now that I have in probably. Oh yeah. At least five years. What would you say? Oh yeah, you were skinny for a while. I don't like that. But I'm not. Do you remember what I looked like when you first met me? Am I there yet? Yes, I do. You tricked me. But I'm, that's am all I, there? I remember. No. Oh. No, you probably have five to ten pounds to gain. No. You were like, you were Jack. I was also. How are you doing in your competition with Matt like Flood? By the way, careless. Yeah, I didn't like that. So like, men, don't shave your legs. Well, don't shave your stomachs. Don't shave your armpits. But then I don't know how much hair I had like on my chest. So when you don't have hair on your chest, you. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, that stomach, doesn't weigh that much. Ten times more ripped. No, honestly, you well, didn't you post a video inside the app the other day of what was that machine that you had or that little? Uh, you wedged it that? in like the door. Or you could do push-ups on and it. You would do pull-ups on it. Was yeah. it called the perfect push-up? I don't no, know, but how did that not rip door frames iron, out? Iron gym. Oh, that sounds familiar. This is this is going off the rails. Let's, yeah, and then I got to go because I'm leaking I and I got to change your diaper. That was a great investment for me because I spent so much time on that little pull-up bar. Iron Gym pull-up bar. That's exactly what it was. And it would it was so bad for, also very dangerous. Like, don't trust that that thing is going to stay in your door frame. I had some wipeouts on that thing. You did? Oh, yeah. Okay, because, and also, how did you not break a door frame? We, I did. Oh, you did? Definitely. Worst invention ever. Um, but it worked good for the, you know, the most part. Yeah, you were very jacked. Because I, I would I would always practice um, like total straight, not like leg ups. Like I'm talking, I would get my whole body straight 
and I can. Do you hold do that now out. at the gym? I do like. I a, watch you. I do a version where I hold it at ninety degrees, and then I now I've got up to fifteen, where legs go up, and when I do fifteen legs up, arms stay at ninety. So I am kind of doing. Yeah, like it's a, impressive. I, I watch you do it. Yeah. Like Sometimes I, we lock eyes from across the gym. I would guess that there's a lot of strong people or people that look strong at our gym. I definitely less than one percent could do that. It's same thing with like muscle ups. Like there's probably do you think I could do two a to three up? people at our gym that could do a muscle up? Could I do that right now? I could probably. I'm gonna start doing them. I could probably do easily ten. Probably closer to twenty. Don't make me ask that again. You can't. But with practice, you don't think I could? Yeah, but you've got to nail the strategy. I think I see CrossFit girls do it. You, well, CrossFit people do these weird, crazy swings. Yeah, that's and it's, not that's, a muscle up. No, the muscle up takes definitely a technique. Like you kind of jut out and you come back up and around. But it's and not cheating. It's just a flow. It doesn't look like you're flailing like a crazy freaking. Do you have monkey. any interest in trying CrossFit with me? There's like a uh, class. There's a couple movements that I literally cannot do. I cannot. Well, put, some of them are definitely bad for you. I cannot put the bar on my back. And do squats. Yeah, but you can hold it in the front. And holding it in the front. That's really good for your core, though. Stupid and like. Hurts my wrists. Hurts. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be doing workouts that hurt. What's your favorite workout class you've ever done? I liked F45. You know my favorite? Build by Coach O in Naples. That was the coolest. It was like F45, CrossFit, slash, like just going to the gym by yourself all in one. Is it 241? Yeah, and we haven't had lunch. All right. We're wrapping this up. Yeah, I'm I'm leaking. She's got a poop diaper. So help me God, if this didn't record on something, uh, you'll never hear a podcast ever again from me because I will quit. Thank you for the two people still listening. Shout out Driver Jamie. Shout out Driver Jamie. Shout out Driver Jamie. Yeah, I can't love wait that for guy. you to meet um, Millie. Millie, I can't wait for you to meet. He was supposed to come this weekend, what, what, but what is he being called? Pappy. Pappy Jamie. Pappy Jamie. We've had a Pappy lot going Jamie on this soon, week. Like one week. Woo woo. By the time this podcast comes out, Pappy Jamie, you're going to meet him. Exciting yep, stuff. She's she's full spread right now. Number one podcast in motocross. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, another episode with Alley Cat in the books. Toodles. Toodaloo.